home. Returning to self as we navigate spiritual gifts by Missy Gordon. Maybe it's spiritual psychosis. Maybe it's Maybelline. Where have I gone? Where am I? Floating through space and time. Help. I'm scared. Someone. Anyone. Where am I? The sound of my voice was muffled between the asteroids and stars. No one to hear my cry as my human body floated through the galaxies and my soul was somewhere far, far away. When I was a child, I had a dream. It may have been recurring or maybe the one time was so potent that I never forgot it. I was floating through space just like I am now. And I was happy, content. Paradise seemed close. Then I saw my family through the glass window of a spaceship and they were all waving at me. Just me, myself and I, in the ether. Dreams and figures. When I was six or seven, I had a recurring dream of my father walking down the basement stairs. He grabbed his heart, fell to the ground, and died right in front of me. I slept in my parents' bedroom on a rocking chair until I was 11 years old because I saw a dark figure standing in the corner of my room quietly mocking me. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can do. We own you. The entity didn't say these words. The figure was silent like a military guard, but an energetically emanated the message telepathically. I would shiver under my covers while the tall, dark being, wearing a black, semi-translucent cloak, enjoyed every last bite of my tiny, Human suffering. I knew it fed on my fear. They'll never believe you, it said, licking the barbecue sauce off its fingers. It's only a matter of time before they'll have you committed. I didn't know what committed meant at nine, but I assumed it was something bad. The being transmitted in an echoey, sing-songy tone. Don't worry, child. We'll take care of you. At least you know. We're always with you. Daddy! I didn't call for my mom because I didn't want to disturb her. Can I sleep in your room? I'm scared. Back when I was a Christian minister, I released a series called Crazy or Gifted, and people resonated with it, so I put out a follow-up called You Are Gifted. My main point was that no, you are not crazy. 
The spiritual experiences and phenomena you are experiencing only reinforces the reality of your gifts. I spoke extensively about spiritual gifts when I was a minister. And now that I'm more involved with the spiritual community rather than the Christian religion, I have found that we use different words, but we're all talking about the same thing. Channeling versus prophecy, for example. I told my childhood story about the dark figure during that crazier gifted series, and I'm telling that same story now. But somehow, it feels so different. I remember people asking me for more details, expressing how much they related. A fellow prophetic voice, a Christian term interchangeable with channelers and the like, a fellow prophetic voice friend of mine, asked me if I had any resources for her friend whose child was able to, quote, see demons around people, end quote. I gladly offered all I knew, and I knew a lot. I studied everything I could find on the topic of demons, angels, and the realm between worlds, but focused mostly on demons, deliverance, and spiritual warfare because that's what plagued me personally. Demons, intercession, and the quest for sainthood. When I was 14 years old flying to Orlando, I read a skinny, water-stained book about demons by a man named Kenneth Hagen that I took from my parents' bookshelf. My mom's old address written in pristine penmanship on the title page. When I got off the plane, I was different. I felt different after reading the book. I felt something change inside of me. Walking through the sea of airport people, I could see all kinds of dark figures, spirits, entities, whatever word fits best. And they were all different. I saw something that looked like a monkey made of black smoke sitting on a man's back. I wondered if that's where the term, they have a monkey on their back, came from. I saw things hanging from the ceiling. I saw spirits walking next to people whispering into their ears. They were everywhere. Christians call this phenomenon an impartation, an anointing, or a further infilling of the Holy Spirit, which basically means your spiritual gifts become stronger or a new spiritual gift was activated. I was never the same after that book. Over time, I no longer saw the spiritual beings that clearly, but if I closed my eyes and entered a slight trance-like state in public, when I opened my eyes, I could see them again. The more I spent time in prayer, the more clear the spiritual reality became. I started knowing things I shouldn't know about people. Strangers. I knew when someone was contemplating suicide. I knew when their mother was abusive. I knew when they relapsed after not drinking for three years. I knew they had a sex addiction. I knew they were losing their kids in court. 
And this information would flood to me in the span of the two seconds it took to hand the cashier my cash. Christians call this spiritual gift discerning of spirits, word of wisdom, and or word of knowledge, which basically means you know secret things about people and are also given information from God about their life purpose or you're able to see their future. I was overwhelmed. I felt like I was losing my mind, but I knew I wasn't. I didn't have the luxury of going crazy. I had to help people. Now that I was living my life in the know, I could no longer just sit idly by while people's lives were burning to the ground. I had to do something. And that's when I decided to become a minister. I would talk to people in public. I made my own tracks and left them in bathrooms. I wrote posts online, prayed for people at malls. I spent hours a day on my knees praying in tongues, seeing visions, traveling to heaven. I did not live a normal life by any means. I was devoted to God and humanity above all else. And I found there to be nothing else worthy of my focus. Over time, fitting into society became less possible. I felt myself turning even more inward as I read books like Practicing His Presence by Brother Lawrence and Frank C. Lawbuck. In my mind, I was becoming a saint like they were, and I wouldn't accept anything less than perfect. The Bible says, whatever is not faith is sin. Romans fourteen twenty three. And I took that very, very seriously. I didn't watch TV. I didn't laugh at bad jokes. I didn't date. I definitely didn't drink. Fasted, read the Bible every day, Christian books and music only. I took my life and myself very seriously. Too seriously. My parents believed me when I told them about my spiritual experiences. They called me their in-house prophet, and they began to rely on me for information. I spent many hours every day praying for our family ministry, the congregation, and the world at large. Christians call this being an intercessor, which basically means standing in the gap, or praying on behalf of others. During these long prayer sessions, I lit candles, anointed myself with oil from Israel, covered my head with a scarf, danced to worship music. Sometimes I would pick up my guitar and sing songs. Other times I kept the room silent. I received pages of information. My journals were filled with prophecy, visions, and oftentimes vivid dreams detailing what was to come in the future. My dreams showed me world events like natural disasters, political unrest, suffering children, and mass genocide, waking me up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night to pray.
Many of my mentors spoke of similar experiences, so I counted myself among the elite. I wish I was joking about the word elite. I spoke with angels and traveled out of my body to other countries and places I had never seen before to talk with people. And many times what seemed like other time frames, past and future. Walking into a gas station felt like a fever dream. I did never feel present in my body or the reality that others seemed to dwell in. I didn't feel like a human being. I couldn't find home. How do I find home? How do I ground myself? How do I feel myself in the world? These are the questions my soul was asking as I attempted to navigate the space between higher consciousness and the human self, but I didn't know it at the time. I felt everyone, everywhere, every day, their hopes, fears, and secrets, and I didn't know how to turn it off. I didn't know how to come home to turn off the lights, to be in tune with my own self. I was outward focused only, and everyone in the world was my child. I took this to be a great honor. In hindsight, I was only a child. This ungrounded approach is not true spirituality. It's a little girl holding a very big sword, not knowing how to wield it. My heart was in the right place. I truly believed I was doing the right thing by tapping into so many others, by giving myself away when my own cup was empty because I considered it holy to put others first. But true power comes from a solid footing, not a flailing around, groping in the dark, hoping a finger or a toe stumbles into truth somehow. That is not the way. It really hurts to stub a toe. I did the best I could. And for a long time, I didn't know how to control the overwhelm of what I was experiencing. And at times, I still don't. I read many books and listened to mentors constantly, but nothing beats your own experience. Especially when it comes to spiritual gifts, because we're all different. We all experience the world differently and are learning to navigate our own spiritual gifts. And they are gifts, one day at a time. I remember reading Frank Wabuck say in practicing his presence that he could be anywhere in the world and it would feel like home because he was with God. He was in God's presence. He was one with himself, one with God, one with all things. Therefore, he was always home. This tiny fraction of a paragraph from a Christian mystic changed my life forever. And that's when I began to live more presently. I came home. This was many years ago now. And I still had a lot to learn, as I do now and always will. But practicing presence 
was the missing key for my wandering soul. Eckhart Tolle talks about presence as well. And I believe we are all talking about the same thing.